Maryland made on me, Maryland made on three. One, two, three. Maryland, Maryland made. made. Yo, welcome back to the Maryland Made Podcast, episode two. Uh, Tim Bryson, Program Director for Student Athlete Career Development. I'm here with our featured guest for today's episode, kind of switching it up. Uh, so I'll allow our guest to introduce herself before we get started. Hello, everyone. I'm happy to be here. My name is Taylor Wilson. I'm a senior on the softball team uh, and also a kinesiology major at University of Maryland. You're not going to let them know about your recent acceptance? Uh, yeah. Since you brought it up, I mean, fine. I was recently accepted into the Masters of Professional Studies uh, Sport Industry Management Program at Georgetown University. Go Hoyas. Hoya Saxon, for those who are watching online, I guess on YouTube, you see the reaction button. Uh, but Taylor, great to have you. Uh, and I mentioned guest earlier, but you're really the host. Like you, you are the host of this episode, which feels so weird to just give my podcast mic to you. But I'm allow you to drive, allow you to drive the conversation today. So whenever you want to get started, let's just hop right in. Thank you. I've always wanted to host a podcast, so I'll take it over. <laughs> <clears throat> Hello, everyone. Thank you again for tuning in. I'm here with millennial, IPA, and gummy worm enthusiast Tim Bryson. But you know, you're so much more than that. So let's let's start with your role at UMD. Tell the people what you do at UMD and how you help uh, our wonderful student athletes. Yeah, appreciate the introduction, Taylor. Um, so as I mentioned before, I'm the program director for student athlete career development. Um, and I think that's a unique position here in Maryland for several different reasons. Um, primarily because when they structured, the athletic department structured this new role two years ago, um, they made my role uh, very parallel to the other program directors in the academic colleges. Um, and so, for example, there's a program director for career development in the School of Public Health, Behavioral Science uh, College, um, Humanities College. And so I have a dotted line to the Career Center, which is allows me to be in tune and in touch with what's going on from a career development, career readiness perspective across the university campus. Uh, but more specifically, I get to work with uh, our 500 plus student athletes. Um, and so uh, I oversee some signature programs like the Gossett Fellows Program, which I know we'll talk about, as well as the Internship Academy. Um, super big on course graduate professional school preparation. Uh, what else do I do? I mean, any, really anything related to career readiness for all of our student athletes. And so um, I'll leave it right there before we continue. That's a good start. And you mentioned that this position did not exist two years ago. Maybe on another podcast, we'll talk about how I wanted to be an athletic trainer when you first pulled up the CP and things have obviously changed. Oh, we definitely talking about that on this episode. <laughs> okay, I'm, okay, I'm gonna, okay. I'm going to pull it back on you. Probably, I'll give you like seven minutes to warm up. I got you. I got you. So with your role, I'm really curious, and I'm sure everyone would love to know what career readiness, what career development looks like and means to you. Yeah, so we hear this word career development or these words career development a lot, um, not just within the athletic space, but also uh, on university and college campuses. I think when we hear that word, people, you know, shy away from it because like, oh, snap, like I either have to grow up or I'm adulting or I'm no longer in this semi-structured environment that we call college or, or you know, the university mm -hmm. campus. And so we took a, a unique approach in developing like what um, career development, really career readiness means to us at Maryland. And I'll explain the difference in a second. Um, but at Maryland, at least, at least the Maryland made team, um, student athletes will be equipped to pursue their evolving career goals through experiential education, inimitable exposure opportunities and dynamic work experiences. So experiential ed, right, hands-on learning, um, internships, of course, um, different programs, opportunities like this, for example, where you're hosting the podcast, which is just dope. Uh, inimitable exposure opportunities. I love that word, inimitable. Um, it means unable to be duplicated. 
Uh, so being in the DMV, being you know super close to DC, the opportunities you have at this institution, but definitely within this region are unmatched, like period. Um, and then last but not least, dynamic work experiences. So we're gonna uh, do our best to uh, put y'all in a position, but really create an environment for you all to do just dope stuff that again, not just can't be done elsewhere, but rings true to you know your, your passion, your vision, um, of course your purpose as well. Right. And I know I've been involved with internship and gossip fellows, uh, primarily as an upperclassman. Um, but like you said, career readiness, career development can seem like a bit of a daunting topic, especially for new students who are just getting into college, just getting into that student athlete experience. And now you're like, all right, let's get you into grad school. Like, let's start looking at career plans. Uh, so what what are some easy ways or what would you suggest uh, for underclassmen, new transfer student athletes who are just looking to get into career readiness with you guys? Yes, I think the biggest thing is just introducing yourself and becoming familiar with uh, the resources, not just within the department, but also within the student affairs and academic affairs space as well. Um, for student athletes, and again, we talk about this, sometimes we joke, you and I, of course, in the office, <laughs> but also, you know, collectively across the industry, like talk about how student athletes, you know, are given your class schedules or you're told, you know, what to live, what time to eat, what time to be on the bus, right? And there's not really too much space for you all to like, make your own decisions and take ownership of your own learning, which is one of right. our like, guiding principles. And so the biggest thing for me is like, yo, like athletics and, and Tim and the Maryland Med team, like we're not the only ones, we're not your end all be all on Maryland's campus. There's an entire uh, student affairs division and academic affairs you know, as far as the colleges that are here to help you as college students as well. And so one, becoming familiar with those resources. Uh, two, a lot of conversation regarding, you know, getting some of your faculty uh, potentially for like a letters of recommendation or because y'all travel so much, you know, like um, keeping them in a loop and being, you know, having transparent communication. But that's also important because faculty, uh, practitioners, administrators, like people send us opportunities and jobs and stuff all, like literally all the time. And we've heard the phrase, you know, uh, it's not what you know, it's who you know, it's not who you know, it's who knows you. And once someone sends that, th sends that opportunity, the first thing I'm, in my mind is like, who do I know that would be good for this? Or who do I know that would be open to this or be interested in this? And so becoming familiar with those humans, right? Those human resources is, is huge. Um, the second thing I would suggest is keeping your grades up. Um, again, because you never know whether you want to go grad or professional school. Of yeah, course, keep the grades up. <laughs> I'm gonna have you show your story in a second, but you never, you, you honestly never know. You never know. So I'm like, you never know. My thing is this, and I haven't, I haven't patented yet. Um, I'm gonna patent it probably. I'm gonna probably roll it out fall 21. But if you're an incoming student athlete and you have a 3.0, it's called a 3-3-3 plan. Favorite number is three. Like three things, three things, whatever. 3.0, three leadership opportunities, three leadership experiences, and three service events programs that you've been involved with. We can take you anywhere. <laughs> we can walk. We can walk anywhere. Tim, where was this? Hey, it's, I'm sitting on it. Bruh, no. Hey, no, bruh. hey, but check this out. Check this out. Because like I said, obviously, we, you and I talk a lot. But uh, I can mention other people's names like Julia, Hunter, Nadia. I've been doing this without y'all even thinking about it. You know what I mean? So you look back at your, even your resume, your own experience. It's like, okay, what did I tell you when you came two years ago? Yo, just get it. Just get it to a three. Just get to, just get to a three. We good. Yeah. Everybody else, just get involved with this leadership academy. You know what I'm saying? God said, so just get, just get there. But it's like doing things that make sense because again, right. like it's not just about the first destination. It's like, how do we create an environment where we equip you with the education, exposure, I mean, experiences? Uh, Tasberry Gossett says, like, quicken your reaction time. Mm -hmm. I think how he uh, phrased that uh, from the standpoint that you know you'll go through college, you'll get the grades, you'll do, you'll travel, you'll win, 
you'll win, you'll lose, you'll, you'll win Big Ten, you may lose Big Ten, whatever. But if we can get a student, right, if we can help a student get to a place where their reaction time to respond to the environment when they leave college is, is faster, it makes more sense for them, we've done our job. So which is why I told you, once you got your acceptance letter, I was like, my job is done. I, I know you're going to graduate. Like, I, that's not, that's, yeah. that's not negotiable. Like, I know you're going to graduate, but as soon as you get that acceptance, my job is done. Let's, let's, let's chill. Yeah. And you brought up so many great points. And I just think for any student athletes listening, I would really emphasize the piece on making connections. Uh, mm-hmm. If you don't have a LinkedIn, get you a LinkedIn. Uh, I'm telling you. Hold April. on, hold on. Stay right, stay right there for a second. Stay right there. Because before we go any further, just give the people some context. Because again, I know student athletes are going to tune into this. Alums maybe for sure. But like just give some con. like tell us more. Here we go. What's your story? Show. I feel like my gossip fellows. Okay. Um, so I, like I mentioned earlier, I'm a senior on the softball team studying kinesiology. When I came in, I, when I first got my acceptance letter, I was criminal justice because my parents work in criminal justice. And I was like, you know, I kind of work, want to work with athletes. I like working in sports. So I switched to kines and I was really leaning toward the scientific side of sports. So I, as you know, I wanted to be an athletic trainer. Tim came in my sophomore year. I was like, yo, I want to be a T. I barely passed anatomy. And then I barely passed anatomy too. So I was like, yeah, no, this, this is not the plan God had for me at all. Um, but I know I wanted to stay in sports and I know I wanted to help athletes. And I know that I wanted to help people, um, connect communities through sport and use vehicle as a sport for social change. Obviously looking at the athletes that you have in the world right now who are using their platforms to create change. I said, wow, that's amazing. I want to stay in this forever. Um, And so sophomore year, I joined the internship Academy. I worked with the Maryland May team as their programming intern and Emma, uh, shout out Emma from gymnastics class of 2020. We were the OGs. So I worked a lot with Tim and Risa developing program for student athletes like Terp 101, uh, Worldwide Terps. I worked a lot with Terps Together, SAC, all that great stuff, which was a really good launch pad into working with what I want to do now. Um, I was also able to talk to people throughout the Big Ten, working on my capstone project and get more exposure that way. Um, and then junior year, I started the Gossip Fellows program, part of that inaugural 2021 cohort. 2020 did an amazing job, so we're trying to follow that up this year. Um, But uh, those have both been truly transformative experiences for me, I will say, in terms of getting a foot in the door with what it looks like to develop programming and to network and build meaningful connections um, in athletics and college sports specifically. And then last summer, I interned with the Bowie Bay Sox as a fan experience and marketing intern, which is the uh, AA affiliate team for the Baltimore Orioles. So that was really cool, wanting to work in baseball and getting that first uh, introduction into baseball operations, working with a team that was sponsored by the Internship Academy. So that was my second year with that. Now I'm a senior, about to graduate in a couple months, which is crazy. I basically described two years and now here I am. Um, But like we said before, I'll be going to Georgetown in the fall to study sport industry management. And I really can say that I don't think I would have gotten in or been felt as equipped to do well, as empowered to do well without, you know, the Maryland made staff and all the opportunities I've had in the last couple of years. Like I told you, well, I'll say that for another podcast, but the thing that, first of all, thank you for sharing your story, part of your story. 
but the, when you were sharing your story, like literally, I remember the day you came in and telling me about AT, and I'm like, you, you don't sound sound that confident, you know what I mean? <laughs> That's not a profession that you want to be like wish-washy on as given the number of hours they work. You know what I'm saying? I was like, I guess I'll help rehab ACL. Nah, uh, nah, nah, <laughs> I don't know. But the second thing, even like thinking about like your your story in particular, and I know we'll have more student more student athletes on the podcast um, in future months, is that like after that first summer, I remember that first summer, you're like, oh my gosh, so-and-so be my profile. I don't know what to say. Da, 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 da. <laughs> now I'm like, yo, t- just tell me what's going on. You know what yeah. I mean? But I think that goes back to like the skill building, skill building part in that like mm-hmm. once once we get you and we teach you them skills, right, that we think are good, that you believe will be best, like you're good, right? Now it becomes a, a true partnership. And I think going back to your point about what, you know, first and second years can do um, when, they, you know, when they enter into Maryland, it's like, we just need to know who you are, right? And because I right. think a lot of times we, we hear that, and it's only three of us and it's 500 student athletes. And so it's almost impossible it's like, you know, always have these one-on-one experiences that we know will continue to create that. But I think the thing that um, is probably one of the most frustrating things, not just in Maryland, but across the board is like people saying they don't know, right? Mm-hmm. I didn't know we had this. I didn't know this was going on. So it's, now it's like, hold on now. We got a podcast. We got uh, a LinkedIn page, Twitter, Instagram, a weekly newsletter. Like, how do you email? How, right. how do you not know? And so I guess from a student perspective, based on your experience, I guess, not just before we got here, but also like what you've heard, again, at Maryland, but also other schools, like what, like when you hear that, like what do you think about now, especially given how, you know, visible we are? Yeah, I think it's a lot harder this year, obviously, because you all aren't able to go to games. Like we're not able to have SAC in person. We're not able to do a lot of events and programming that would normally occur in person. Like we never had a back to school barbecue. Like we didn't kick off the year how we would kick it off. Um, and so I think with that, I think you guys have done a great job adapting, but I think as a whole, since you all have been here, a lot more of the visibility of student athlete development has come from having those key student athlete leaders, whether it be in SAC or just for lack of a better term, influencers on the team who are like, yo, like get into it. It's dope. Like, I'm going to be honest on my team, having worked with you all so closely and telling my teammates, I'm trying to get to 500 links by the end of May or whatever. I'm matching, I'm like linking with my teammates. You know what I'm saying? Like stuff like that, that that gets people excited and sort of removes that fear factor um, from the inevitable, which is graduating and ultimately needing to be successful in the world. Um, And so I think you got the podcast, you're visible on social media. And I think you have a lot of student athletes who are bought in because the process works. When I got into Georgetown and it's true, like the more and because you all are so relatively new, I feel like the more people are like, oh, so and so got an internship at Microsoft. So and so got into Georgetown. So and so is with Google. Like people are going to be like, yo, and they're like me, they're student athletes. Like I want to be a part of that. And they see that it's possible. So I think that brings another level of engagement and excitement to your programming. See, I appreciate that. We appreciate that. Um, But it's it's fun. And like you said, it's a partnership. And I think we've seen that not just with you, but. Max, uh, who else am I thinking of? I don't want to forget anybody. Um, talk, oh, Muggs from my field mm-hmm. hockey, Kelly LePage, like Riley Donald. Like we see, we see like what this partnership can look can look like when done when done right and when we have fun. Okay, we, this is fun. This is fun to me. I know yeah, it's fun. This to is me. fun. <laughs> I was like, not you want me to host a podcast? Absolutely, I'm a host a podcast. Hello. Let me let me let me stop taking over. Go ahead. What, what other questions you got? So I talked about it a little a little bit in my experience, but could you give more of a breakdown, I guess, of internship, 
and gossip fellows as it pertains to like phasing into those programming opportunities as juniors and seniors, or even as as sophomores, um, once you establish that connection with Maryland made and sort of identify where you want to be, because it's not just about sports. Like I mentioned that I want to work in sports, but you all match everybody for internship. Yeah. 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 So I'll start with internship. And so we're going into our sixth year, I believe, um, which is a, which is dope. Number one, Uh, number two, eight week internship, paid experience. I know people are talking about unpaid internships on Twitter a week ago. Don't even get me started. Don't get me started. You know, you know, that's, that's for Walk With TF. That's, that's, yeah, that's, that's another podcast. Here you go. <laughs> another podcast, but eight-week eight week internship, a paid experience in which you're matched with a, uh, intern, an employer site, host site, mm-hmm. in a career industry that you have some sort of desire in, right? It's not always perfect, but there are at least some skills. And again, we match on skills and not necessarily site that you can take and then apply to your next, to your evolving career journey. Um Side note, when I use the word evolving career journey, I'm saying that like your career aspirations, um, interests, they're going to change, right? They're going to get better. They're going to become more clear. So that's why I keep right. um, do, 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 do. Oh, so in addition to working 20 hours a week and the 20 hours are outside of your, um, excuse me, are flexible to your academic and your practice schedule. There's also learning that takes place outside of the internship. So I know your cohort, you're the spring 19 or summer 19. So obviously like reflections, required information interviews. Uh, if you're applying to grad school, like working on your personal statement, if you're look, thinking about grad school, researching grad schools, but again, everything practical. Um, so that when you look back on the eight weeks, you can start to pull this, these documents and look back and say, oh, here's what I was thinking, or here's what I wanna include in my personal statement, et cetera. Um, we added a new dimension to it. Uh, shout out to our friends down at uh, South Carolina, um, Gamecock CEO. Uh, they had weekly professional development sessions. And I'm like, yo, that's a good idea. Um, and so this past, well, summer 2020, we'll continue with this summer. Uh, on Tuesdays, about an hour, we had an uh, external speaker come talk about uh, one of the career readiness competencies to help, again, just prepare them to be to be dope in their career. Um, so internship has been cool. Uh, first two years, we've had, I think, 13 and then 12 interns, or 18 and 13. Um, this year, we have a, we had a lot more applicants, um, which is dope. And so now I'm in the process of placing them, but, but we should have between 25 and 30 uh, interns, which, to your point, I think is a product of uh, not just what we're doing, but also people like yourself who are continuing to serve as influencers for our work and advocates of the work that we're doing. Um, I think it's fun. We all capstone presentation. Yeah, it's fun. And I'll, I'll say, um, before we talk about Gossip Fellows, the first time I did internship my sophomore year, I literally was like, you can ask Tim every five minutes, every time I had to send an email, I was like, hey, Tim, can you check this email before I send it? Like, can you proofread this? Like, I don't even know what to say. I don't know how to ask for an informational interview. And then my first informational interview ever. Oh my gosh. That was in in, uh, GSAC, wasn't it? Yeah, no, it was my first informational interview ever was with Tyrone Brooks. Yes, 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 yes. And he's a UMD alum, amazing guy. Tyrone, if you ever listen to this, thank you so much. You're an amazing advocate uh, for women and minoritized populations wanting to work in baseball. <laughs> you, you don't understand. I was so nervous for that interview. I was like, Tim, I, I, I can't do it. Like sit outside your office while I call him and just, you know, be there. But it was truly an amazing experience um, and a connection that I was able to make that's you know, allow me to learn more about careers in baseball, which is something I'm really interested in. But that's something that I wouldn't have obviously done if I wasn't required to do it through the internship program. But I think we had to do like five 
informational interviews. I ended up doing like 10 or something just because the first one is scary. But once you get out the way, it's just a, a nice skill to have. Like now I'll send a blind email, like shoot or shoot. If you don't respond, you don't respond. But if you do, <laughs> if it's up, then it's stuck. You know what I mean? Like it is what it is. Hey, but to that point though, because remember you told me, it's like, I feel like it's like therapeutic and like reminiscing because you better graduate. I'm gonna cry when 2021 graduate. Oh my God. That was cool. You know what I'm saying? You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. 2021, it's gonna be a sad day. But to that point, when you say you wanna work in baseball, I legit was like, all right, LinkedIn. Yeah, I remember that. And Tyrone popped up. I was like, I walked over there. I'm like, yo, Taylor, look at this. A whole UMD alum, bruh. I'm about to shoot. I'm about to shoot. <laughs> he responded back. I called you a pop player. I said, hey, Get the stuff ready. Get the stuff ready. <laughs> ready. And that's a good point, though. And so that's the internship academy. Um, again, dope experience, and one that we're continuing to enhance um, to include more to your point, diverse uh, employer sites, like especially those like within healthcare, uh, pre-law, um, more in particular, the Gossip Fellow Program. Um, so that came out a out of a gift uh, for both Barry, excuse me, both Barry and Mary Gossip. Um, and so that program is two-year program, fellowship program, where student athletes meet once a month for no more than 90 minutes, really trying to keep it to 60 to 75 <clears throat> around different career readiness um, competencies. So yeah. whether it be global intercultural fluency, uh, communication, leadership, career management, financial lit, like whatever career readiness competencies, but also getting feedback from you all in regards to like, what do y'all want to talk about? Like, what do y'all want to learn together? Um, so that program is two years. Uh, at the end of your experience, y'all's experience, their experience for those who are applying, um, they will present a capstone project the last semester, uh, which is really a legacy project to then leave behind for um, students who are coming behind them. So I know you mentioned that you did some work with Terps Together, but you started Terps Together as part of your internship. We'll make sure we clear that up, number one. But for these other projects coming up this semester, it's super dope because like y'all's projects, like literally we take and say, all right, here's, let's, let's implement it. Mm. So I think there's some revisions that we could do to that program is being transparent as far as like y'all doing a capstone potentially even your second semester so that way your second year you actually do the project that you're presenting on as opposed to just like letting it go so i thought about um but then also we're trying to be more flexible especially given you know post-covid when we are going to be back in the fall right. to think about like how like what meeting frequency works best and so you i don't think whatever i think when some of this fine it's my personal opinion but I'm gonna ask the 2022, 2023 cohort, like, yo, how many times a semester do y'all wanna meet, excuse me, wanna meet in person? We gotta meet at least once. Yeah. Y'all meet more than once, cool. If not, it's gonna be online, but just know like that's what we're gonna commit ourselves to. So again, an another um, dope program for rising juniors um, to learn more about themselves, but also how they can be leaders in both their local and global communities. For sure. And I, I remember last year when we were in person, um, we did, a storytelling one where we had to like draw our stories and share that with the cohort but then we also did other like personal development stuff like we met with wells fargo uh we talked about how to we did a public speaking session i remember that i was paired with nadia and we had to talk about a case uh that i'll let you talk because it's your story you know but that was that was super interesting um so yeah i think that's a really good experience and Marilyn maid has tons of experiences um, whether they be long-term two-year programs like Gossip Fellows or just opportunities that show up in that weekly newsletter uh, for student athletes to get involved in. So with that, what do you wish all student athletes took advantage of during their time at Maryland? Honestly, outside of, I wish more student athletes got outside of their bubble, outside of our bubble that we call athletics. 
there's so there's literally so much and you notice like there's so much that happens on a college campus and within a college community that like yeah we isolate ourselves from and I'm like I think that's why our program has been as successful as it has been over the last two years though mm-hmm. we're bringing in the LGBT equity center we're talking we're bringing in ODI we're bringing in the careers and we're bringing in the international students and scholar services office and not just bringing right. them in but a bit developing like meaningful partnerships so that y'all like now that y'all know like oh like Tim and Risa and Megan or Marilyn May, they trust them. All right, let me go, let me go mess with them real quick. Let me go talk to right. talk to them, see what they're doing, right? And so I think if just seeing like, yo, just getting stepping outside of Xfinity, stepping outside of Gossip, I know it's gonna help when we're all together and um starting in the fall, but like seeing the light, seeing life outside of outside of athletic facilities. And to that point, I think one thing you mentioned earlier is that you know, you've done two internships, been in obviously involved in internship and gossip, but like you can do both. That's like my new phrase. Like you can do both. You can be both student athlete and an intern. You can be both the athletic administrator and you know entrepreneur. And I think right. seeing LeBron do that, like you've seen the stuff he's doing this past week, it's ridiculous. I'm like, this man's the top of his game. Is still involved in other pieces right. of life. And people will say like, oh, that's LeBron. Whether it's the money thing or he has a whole team around him. Y'all have a team around y'all too, at Manly. You know right. I mean? we, we can make this shake. Yeah. <laughs> we can make it shake. Um, so that's what I, I just, that's my biggest hope. Um, yeah, I, I agree. Like, obviously you all didn't get here till my sophomore year, but even looking back and in general, like advice as a senior is just know that like your sport is what you do, but it's not who you are. And these four years, like they go by so fast. So if you want to go pro, go pro. But if not, just understand that even if, even if you do go pro, you're still not your sport. Um, but the world of College Park and the world in general is so much bigger than the walls of Xfinity, mm. and Gossett, than your stadium, than your field, than the weight room, whatever. So don't be afraid to like take those blinders off and look around you because there are so many people that are willing to help you in athletics and on campus um, succeed because at the end of the day, a degree from Maryland uh, unlocks doors. And so don't, don't be afraid to make the most of that experience while you have it. What, what do you wish more, whether let's say first years, even second years, um, took advantage of or were more aware of or more cognizant? Like, what do you, what do you think? Uh, I think I would recommend just like, like getting around campus. Obviously I say that and we're all online, um, but get to know people that, that aren't on your team, get to know people that may not be in athletics. If you're interested in pre-law, find a pre-law society on campus. If you're interested in health and you want to be a doctor find a pre-med society find affinity groups for people that identify like you um and so that way you can build connections that are beyond sport but also obviously go to things like sac go to other people's games follow people on instagram social media get connected that way and just try to make the most of your college experience in general understanding that while you are a student athlete you're also a student and you know college is college so make the most of like all that it has to offer, not just athletically, if that makes sense. Makes total sense to me. And they would, oh. they would, they would not be happy if I didn't mention pre-all terps. Um, so that's another group I get to coach. Yeah, shut them um, out, shut them out. But when I get to coach, so it's for student athletes who are interested in the pre-all professions. Um, so they plan their curriculum. We, I guess we plan it together. Um, similar, bringing in alum, bringing in external speakers to talk more about uh, that process, but really demystifying that process. So understand it's not um, as scary as people make it seem to be especially given that we can leverage our athletic experience um, in, a, in a way that um, is appreciated and valued at these um, healthcare um, graduate programs. 
Definitely. And I think that that group being student athlete led is another really great point about how you can have it all. Like you can really do both if you want. Um, we bring the sport industry one back or we'll create it. I'm in there for real. Definitely, definitely, definitely. So I guess my last question that I can ask you so many questions, but for sake of time, what is the future of student athlete, you know, career readiness, student athlete development at UMD, but also nationally, where do you see student athlete development and career readiness in the next, let's say, five to 10 years? That's a really good question. Um, it's going to be, it's, it's, a, it's an interesting time. Like, what a time to be alive. What a time to be working in college athletics because with this, name, with this NIL, you know, legislation. I was just thinking about that. It's going to, like, I just saw a position the other day. Um, shout out to Terry Prentice. He just got promoted to, well, sorry, he got a new job. Senior Associate AD. His title is Senior Associate AD for Athlete Brand Development. In oh, my goodness. Yeah, and I'm like, this is in, at Arkansas. You know, SEC Power yeah. Five. I think he's one of the first, at least, to have a title at literally athlete brand development. And so, again, shout out to Terry. Um, and so, I think that's gonna for a lot of schools and departments, it's gonna influence how we then educate students. Not just about branding, but right. also like a branding piece aligned or like next to career or next to like life design. Mm-hmm. And so, for me, I think it's helping really starting whether it's high school, but definitely that first semester, first year, and helping to, I guess, how do you say this? Like helping to further drive home the point that you are to take ownership of your own learning and evolving career journey. And that's something that we've started and something that we've seen again with the 2020 class, 2021, and w 2022, like literally like ownership in the sense that like you have a lot of agency to create and maneuver and bounce around um, to design the experience you want and not Absolutely. be given the experience that is, is just there. And so I think we're gonna see a lot more, especially with, I love Gen Z, you know, I love Gen Z especially like more Gen Z, really all of Gen Z being in college sport at one time instead of being, it's like kind of like a mix. Mm-hmm. I think you're gonna see a lot more student athletes being vocal, uh, not just about um, racial injustice, uh, gender inequalities, but also about uh, resource and experience in a way that's going to encourage and really force not just the athletic departments, but universities to shift how they support um, all student athletes. Definitely. That's such an interesting point because I obviously we have open doors and we got a talk on that and an explanation of what that is. And I think with what you said, a lot of that branding piece is going to be super important, but it's also super important now. I think you you do an excellent job branding yourself. The synchronicity across platforms is really giving. And like that's something I have not given as much attention to and I probably should I'll get to it but I think as athletes like your your brand is evolving and like ever changing like even with my story I'm not the same person I was two years ago and I'd be a little concerned if I was but it also provides an opportunity for you to to examine your values and who you are and what drives you and and leads you you know what's your purpose what's your passion how are you walking in that Mm -hmm. um and so I definitely think it's going to be interesting looking at the the future of like student athlete development from that perspective and how so many student athletes now are like influencers or like go viral on TikTok, you know, stuff like that, that like that NIL piece, excuse me, is going to be super impactful on the student athlete experience within the NCAA. 
that's it. Listen, we can write a, well, I don't like writing. Sorry my, to my doc program. But like, if you ever want to write a paper, I'm sure you got a paper in Georgetown. We, we could write one because I think to you, that question, now I think about it, there could be student athletes who very, very could well, they may, may very well, however you say that, uh, go to college wanting to be an influencer. Oh, absolutely. That just hit oh. me. Like, that's, that's, oh, like, that's crazy. Like that, that's, a, that's also completely different than being a comm major. You know what I mean? And, oh, and like you said, um, like just, just your experience at Maryland, like you were, we were talking, I don't know if you mentioned this, but like your career, your position didn't exist yeah. five, 10 years ago. Yeah. So the fact that there's a position at Arkansas that didn't exist five, 10 years ago. If you went to Arkansas in 2005 and said, you're going to be the associate AD or I forget the role of student athlete branding. And yeah. you're like, what are you talking about? I think it's just like how dynamic this whole yeah. institution is. Yeah. Yeah. Like I said, another, another time, another podcast. Another we'll time, another time. Any but, other questions you wanted to ask that couldn't ask? Huh? Oh, I'm gonna ask you the question you asked me on my yes. very first, my very first internship interview. Okay. <laughs> so I expect a good answer. This is two years old. Go ahead. This will be good. I wonder what I asked you. Go ahead. You asked me if you could be any kitchen appliance, what would you be and why? That's a good question. I do remember that. All right. So I'm gonna say two came to mind. I just got a new blender. I just got a new fire. Shout out to my mom. Now, but if I could be any kitchen appliance, I would be. Mm, mm, <laughs> I, I was going to say Instapot because I love my Instapot, but I'm, I would be an R place pen. Hear me out. You know what that a is? What? An R place pen. What is that? Oh my gosh. That, see, you. I'll send you the link. You wouldn't be an air fryer. No, nah, I wouldn't be. No, nah, I'll be an R place pan. But it's pan. It's a legit a pan. But it's so versatile. Like you can steam stuff in this pan. You can sear stuff in this pan. You can, I don't know, grill stuff. I don't, you know, I'm cooking like that. You can grill. You can grill stuff. But you can use it for anything. And I'm like, yo, that's dope. And it's like different colors, like a bright red, a blue, an olive green, a pink, a purple. You know, I like bright colors too. So I'll be something that's super versatile. Like boom, in your face. You know what I'm saying? If you want to just steam and cool out, let's cool steam and cool out. If you want to get moving, let's get let's get moving and walking. But that's what I would be. That is very you. That is I appreciate that answer, and I appreciate everything you've done for me personally um, and for all the student athletes at Maryland. So thank you again for letting me take over the podcast. Uh, it's been a great time. Where can the people find Maryland Made on Instagram, Twitter, social media, all that good stuff? You already know I'm a plug. You need to thank Risa because I don't know why Risa. I still don't know why she hired me sometimes. I'm like, Risa, did you know what she was getting when you brought me in? No, Risa, for real. Huncho Reese. Huncho Reese and, Meg- and Maggie, Maggie B. But um, yeah, so if you're not already following Maryland Made Terps on Twitter and Instagram, like I say, what are you doing? Uh, MD Made Terps on both Twitter and Instagram. Maryland Made Terps, uh, full word, on LinkedIn. Um, but we definitely look forward to episode three, which will be dropping in two weeks. But Taylor, thank you for your time as the host of this podcast today. You're going to hit that thing. Um, <laughs> your podcast today um, I'm about to say oh but as always it's Marilyn Made on me Marilyn Made on three one two three Marilyn Made <laughs> thanks for having me Tim it's been a lot of fun always dog peace out peace